Who are the running backs that you should be trading away if you are in rebuild mode in your dynasty leagues? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke of DraftKings Nation. And as always, I am joined by Marcus Mosher of USA Today. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBass. Follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosher. But most importantly, follow the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Wherever you listen, we're getting into the season. Marcus, we just had some semi-real football last night. Um, Thursday night football, week one of the NFL preseason. How exciting. Uh, how exciting for all of us uh, and, and getting all of these information um, and getting all these pieces of information for our dynasty teams because this is the magic hour. Yeah, we got to see uh, some Malik Willis action last night. We got to see uh, Tyler Huntley play. Um, I thought Pierre Strong looked good for New England. Taekwon Thornton. It was a, I say likely had a big game for Baltimore. It was fun. Okay, I'm, I'm, this is this is one of my favorite times of the year. I love preseason, uh, but we're actually not going to be talking about the preseason today. We're going to no. be talking about players or specifically running backs that you should be trading away if you are in rebuild mode. And Kate, you have the floor first. Who is your first player? All right, this is a guy that just got a brand new opportunity and people are are very hopeful about this offense in general, but I want to talk about Chase Edmonds most recently being drafted as the RB36 in Dynasty League Football ADP. Look, I I love Chase Edmonds, very explosive back, very dynamic running back. But in four seasons, he's had just two career games with 85 or more rushing yards. Finished as a top 12 RB just five times so far in his career love chase Edmonds, but he's been playing in the role of complimentary running back that has been his forte and that's where his strength has lied he's excelled as a receiver but marcus i just don't see what the opportunity here is for chase Edmonds, even in an offense we're projecting to make a leap among quarterbacks with at least 200 pass attempts since 2019, Tua ranks 40th in running back targets per game. Like he's he's going to be passing a lot. The the investment into Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. the investment in Jalen Waddle in last year's draft, like that's where this team is trending. They've already loaded up on more bodies at running back. You know, their contracts might not mean much, but there's still plenty of bodies in the room. And though Chase Edmonds, like we can say we're following the money, uh, the Chiefs paid MVS too. And I don't think any of us are looking to follow that money. I just think for where we're at, uh, I think we know what Chase Edmonds is overall. I think like the way that the Cardinals used him is probably how we're going to see the Miami Dolphins use him. And That's not to say it's bad for NFL, but it's not something I want on my fantasy team. So I'm going to look to move on from Chase Edmonds. I don't think there's any reason to roster him in a rebuild. Move on now while you still can Mm -hmm. and enjoy some of that like 
mystery before he actually steps into that Miami Dolphins offense. I, I will say, if I'm in a win now mode, I, I would be. I would love to get Chase Edmonds this year because I do think there's a possibility that he's the workload guy. He gets a he gets a ton of passing down volume. But I think you're right. You you're if you're in a rebuild mode, you don't want to be rostering a 26 year old running back on a second team who is now going to a coach that historically likes to use a lot of different running backs behind a not very good offensive line. Like there's just not a lot of long term value here. So. If you can trade him for somebody who is, you know, being drafted in the same range as quite a bit younger, maybe has a little bit more upside. I think that that makes a lot of sense. But I, I still like Chase Edmonds quite a bit this season. My only question is like, what do you think his upside is for this season? I, do you see I him as like just 16, like like a top sixteen running back? Okay. See, but I think but not a top ten guy, right? Like he, he's not going to be one of these players that you know gets. 1500 total yards and double digit touchdowns but could he catch 65 passes and have you know 1200 yards from scrimmage and seven or eight touchdowns sure why not i think that's fair i just i worry about the consistency especially with the number of running backs i mean we've been saying this about um you know the the you know the number of guys in that room and the fact that there are so many question marks like Raheem Mostert, we know yeah. that when he's healthy and he's touching the ball, he's as he's good, good a running back as anybody. Chase Edmonds, uh, uh, again, has always played in that complimentary role. Is he going to succeed as like the main guy? I don't know, but I don't even necessarily know that he's going to get the opportunity. I look at Sony Michelle as the best goal line back in this offense, and I think Sony Michelle is going to be a pain in the booty yeah. To, yeah. to all of these players. I also, I just don't think you want to wager on long-term five, nine, 210 pound running backs who only started 15 games for four years of their career. But if I'm struggling at the RB two position this year and I'm trying to go for it and I can get chase Edmonds fairly cheap, I'm doing that. So I think he is a good player to, to trade away in a rebuild. Um, all right. We've got like four other running backs that we want to get to. But before we do that, Kate, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, the next one that I want to talk about is Derrick Henry. And I, I know this one feels a little obvious, right? He's a 28-year-old running back that's going to be 29 at the end of this season. Um, but the reason why I think you should trade him away right now is because you can still get really good value from him. He's currently being ranked as RB 13 and you know, there's going to be three or four teams in your league that are going for a championship this year. And he can help you get there, right? Would not be shocking at all. If he finished as number one or number two fantasy scoring running back this season, so trade him now and get some value because if you are in rebuilding mode, 
he's not going to help you get there. He's going to be too good this season. You're going to win too many games with him. Trade him for somebody who is uh, quite a bit younger or trade him for some draft picks because I think this is probably the last year you're getting top 12, top 13 prices for him. Yeah, I, I, again, I hate uh, the notion of selling Derrick Henry. It feels like Tom Brady because it, it's just like, is he ever going to stop doing what he's doing? I don't know. We we can bank on it every year, but when will when will he actually start to decline? I don't know. But we did finally see uh, with that heavy usage, uh, Derrick Henry had an injury, which injuries are not something that he has managed throughout his career. Um, he's overall like pretty incredibly stayed remarkably healthy mm-hmm. for the volume of touches he's had. But Marcus, most seasons in NFL history, averaging a hundred rush yards per game, he only ranks behind Jim Brown, Eric Dickerson, and Barry Sanders. I've heard of like, those guys before. I've heard of those guys before. Like uh, Derrick Henry has averaged 100-plus rush yards per game in each of his last three seasons. I mean, he's just absolutely dominant uh, in each of the last three seasons, has led the NFL in carries and rushing yards per game. Like, he's an absolute tank. Uh, This offense is not the same without him. But I do think that this team is going to need to be uh, maybe a bit smarter with his touch usage, um, I, Hassan Haskins came in from Michigan this year. I like him as a guy that can potentially spell Derrick Henry a little bit in terms of just alleviating some of that touch volume because, I mean, Marcus, I, he's not getting any younger. Yes. You're going to have to protect this centerpiece of your offense. And I don't know, maybe this is the year we start to see some of that workload cut back and it's not to say that uh he's not going to be a top end running back but yes but- I, I would say this really quickly Kate. when we're talking about running backs that you want to trade away in your rebuilding mode it's not because we think they're bad or we think yes. their value is going to drop off it's these guys might be too good but they're at the point in their career where they're the value is only going to go down right i i still think derrick henry is one of the best running backs in the league that's why a lot of people have him ranked so highly this year in redraft. I just think this is probably the last year you're going to get elite capital back from him. Somebody else in your league is going to value him more, and he's ultimately going to help you in a rebuild by trading him away. Yeah, among active running backs right now, Derrick Henry has the fourth most scrimmage touches uh, among any any running back in the mix, only behind Mark Ingram, who's been playing for 17 or 18 million years. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who just can't stop touching the ball, and Melvin Gordon, who has also been playing for 17 million years. Like, he he is, you know, a, a guy that just has touched the ball a lot in his career. And again, it, you know, even just in terms of projecting his potential downfall, you have to worry that, uh, you know, even if the Titans aren't managing his reps, that fantasy managers are going to start to be concerned uh, about him racking up those touch totals, especially coming off uh, one of the first like big injuries of his career like this. Yeah. And if you look at like his college uh, touches and even his high school touches, I mean, we're at like, <laughs> like 3000 touches already in his high school, college and NFL career. I mean, that's a lot of work. Um, 
I do think he's a bit of a unicorn that he's going to be able to last longer than most of these guys can. But at some point, he's going to go from being a superstar running back to just a, a good running back. And, and once we see dumped, how quickly some of these players can lose value. Like, look at Todd Gurley, who... Yeah. Now, was that was a little bit because king. of an injury, right? Yes, but, absolutely. But Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's younger, but had a lot of work early in his career. And all of a sudden, he went from being a top five, top six dynasty asset to... Some people don't even rank him inside the top 20 running backs kind of entering the season. So that's how fast it can happen. Uh, let's get to your next one, Kate. And this is a really interesting one. Cordero Patterson. Yeah, I and I, I think this is kind of an obvious one, but I still want to talk about it because in the most recent batch of Dynasty ADP, currently being drafted as the RB39, age 31. And I, you want to talk about like being a bit of a unicorn, uh, the age 31 breakout or age 30 breakout, like those don't happen very often. He led the Falcons in rush yards, rushing touchdowns, scrimmage yards, like he was... He was the offense last year. Uh, finally saw that breakout, had career highs just like across the board. Uh, finally had over 500 receiving yards, uh, you know, like which is pretty Im incredible because he started his career at wide receiver. But mm -hmm. we know he's just a, a fantastic player. But Marcus, prior to 2021, had nine weeks as a top 24 uh, performer over the last four seasons. Like this is not a player that um, I think the Falcons have necessarily unlocked. I think we've all kind of known that the skill set was there for Cordero Patterson and they, I mean, they, they utilized it well last year, but now they have uh, BYU running back Tyler Algier coming in, mm -hmm. drafted him in the fifth round. Um, I'm just not sure that this is the direction this offense is going to continue yeah. taking. And, I'm not going to bet that we're going to see more of that production from Cordero Patterson when we've got an entire career uh, of of information telling us that that's not the player Cordero Patterson is, and that you know that's that's just not how he's utilized. And um, and he's 31 I, years old. In like I don't know, like this is probably the last year we see him. I mean, not even as a full-time running back, but just kind of playing a significant role out of the backfield. So I could see somebody in your league in a win-now window wants a upside RB3, trade something, maybe a second-round pick for Cordero Patterson, or maybe they give you an upside receiver like, um, you know, like an Alan Lazard or something like that. I, I think that's probably the smart move. Yeah, and even to, to close out the, the season in 2021, we kind of saw a drop-off there in the final, like, five, six games. Didn't exceed 15 fantasy points anywhere beyond week 12 last year. Just kind of dipped off, and it, it was as we saw a decrease in some of his receiving usage. Um, that's when we started to see that dip, and I do think that, like, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, these are going to be the focal points of that offense. Some running backs I like that are being drafted behind Cordero Patterson right now that might be interesting trade targets. Isaiah Spiller, Michael Carter, yeah. Tyler Algier, who I think will usurp him. Um, Zamir White, Kenneth Gainwell, Derek or Daryl Henderson. Mm -hmm. All of these guys are being drafted below him. And I do think that these are better um, assets for a team in rebuild mode. They're younger 
younger pieces that do have some upside. Give me any of these guys. And like Cordero Patterson has no business being on your team in a rebuild because he's not going to help you. He's probably going to hurt you and, you know, accidentally win you a couple of weeks this year. All right, Kate, two more uh, NFC North running backs. I just want to mention really quickly, and we can mention them together. Um, Aaron Jones, and actually that's the wrong graphic up there for Aaron Jones, but um, Aaron Jones is somebody who I actually own a ton of in uh, in redraft leagues. I think he's going to have a monster season. Um, but he, a 28-year-old running back that is now sharing a workload with uh, AJ Dillon, I don't think this is going to be the most explosive offense. Plus, on top of that, who knows about Aaron Rodgers long-term? Like, would it surprise you if Rodgers decided to retire after this year? Packers can actually get out of Aaron Jones's contract next year. He's somebody that I want on my team this year in redraft, not so much in dynasty. And then the last one is David Montgomery. And, and this one's pretty obvious to me for a couple of different reasons. He, <laughs> Katie, I think Khalil Herbert is a good player. I, I just think he's a good running back. But Chicago has one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. David Montgomery is in the last year of his contract. And he's been practicing on special teams for the what Bears so far. Like They're just trying to find ways to get him on the field. I, I don't get why he's being ranked inside the top 20 running backs right now. If I can flip him from A.J. Dillon or Tony Pollard or James Cook, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it comes back to uh, what he's accomplished over the last couple of seasons. Like, he's been a focal point for the Chicago Bears. But, like, it, worth noting, he's he's presumably on his way out. They're not uh, they're not exactly trying to retain or acquire weapons for Justin Fields. I don't think with where they're at in this stage of their rebuild that they're going to be looking to to hold on to David Montgomery here. Khalil Herbert, he is uh, was one of my favorite running backs coming out of last season. We saw when, given the opportunity and given the touches, he was very effective. So yes, I, I think this team is going to be moving on from David Montgomery. But again, I, I think it's going to need to come down to um, just them finding uh, a, a spot for him. I think he's probably going to touch the ball um, and, and rank. Like, but I, I would not be surprised top 10 in touches. Do, in do you know what's tough for me though? Kate? it's like David Montgomery's profile is a coming out of school, a four, six, three running back who didn't create a bunch of long plays. And now he's suffered a few, I mean, fairly significant injuries you don't get faster at age 25 at age 26 after a bunch of hits in the NFL. So if he wasn't creating big plays early in his career, now he's behind a worse offensive line and you've got to imagine he's a little bit less explosive. What's the appeal? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. This one feels uh, so I, I really obvious don't. to me, right? Like if you can flip him for AJ Dillon, and your league, like maybe the, the AJ Dillon owner wants somebody that's going to get more consistent touches. I think you have to do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, and it's just knowing your league and knowing where your league mates are in their dynasty team. We always talk about like having an understanding of your roster and whether or not 
you are in a, a, a win now versus a rebuild. Also, when you're looking to move on from these players, have an understanding of where your teammates are um, and, and where your league mates are and their rebuild or their yes. contention, because that's going to help you complete these trades and, and get you the assets you need. And it's also going like the best running back or the best trades in dynasty football, Marcus, are the ones that uh, like both of these managers come out winning. I hate getting trade offers that make no sense for my roster. That's not a way to get a trade done. That's not a way to move these players on. You have to figure out who the contenders are. And that's who you're that's who you're proposing yes. these trades to. Just as I I needed to go on that little tirade because Marcus uh, the last couple of weeks I've gotten a couple of trades that I'm just like, why would you think that makes sense for my roster? It does not. Uh, so yeah. just a little tip in order to get some of these, these trades done, uh, you know, find, find players that make sense for yes. your roster, but also vice versa. Yeah. And, uh, and I think like way. Aaron Jones and Derek Henry are two players that re or teams that are trying to win now are going to be really interested in because they know that they can help them right now. And I think they can also help you by getting some better long-term bets than guys who are going into their age 28 season. So go ahead, try to make some of those trades this, uh, this weekend, see if you get them done. And if you do let us know, we would love to hear about them on the locked on dynasty podcast. Uh, we want to thank you for making us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, to locked on fantasy football show, find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise in a unique angle to give you the moves. No one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. You can also go to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton this weekend and uh, see me and Ryan McDowell and Kate Magic next year. She's going to be back next year. Don't <laughs> worry. I'm bullying her into coming back yes. next year. But uh, follow Kate on Twitter at FFBallBlast. You can follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.